an absolutely ugly win, but a win's a win. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. We're just talking ASU versus Oregon State in this podcast and the ramifications moving forward. This was an ugly game, and they made me stay up all night to watch it. It is currently 12.30 in the morning as I am recording this, and the game finished a little after midnight. It was a 9.30 tip-off. It was an ugly game. It was a poorly officiated game. It was all in all something that I did not appreciate having to stay up super late for. But the bottom line is the team won. So let's talk about it. Arizona State takes down the Beavers 63 to 57. They overall, they they had a lot of really awesome splash plays. There were some great shots by Jemiah Neal. There was some great plays by DJ Horn, by Warren Washington, especially the MVP of this game. And there were some other good plays from guys throughout. Duke Brennan made a, a handful of plays here and there. Desmond Cambridge. Uh, had some splash plays, but there were some really, really ugly plays too. There was poor passing at times. There was a lot of ill-advised shots by the aforementioned Desmond Cambridge, who chucked up 11 of the team's 21 three-point attempts and only made three of them. Arizona State shooting deep was really lackluster. They were shooting 23.8%, and so many of those shots were off balance. Like, they just... they. They weren't there. They never were there. But shoot or shoot, I suppose, right? That's how the saying goes. Looking at the framework of this game for Arizona State side of it, there was a lot left to be desired. And there were so many opportunities to put this game away. This game should never have been as close as it was. Forget the fact that Arizona State had swept Oregon State during the year. Forget the fact that Arizona State was the sixth seed coming into this and Oregon State was the 11th seed. Forget all of that and like understand that in this game, Arizona State had no business playing it this close. They needed to win this game by double figures. They were nine and a half point favorites on the Vegas books. Take that for what it is. And they they weren't even close. They won by six. Like that, that's a very comfortable win if I'm a better personally, but bottom line is like this game was never out of hand for the Beavers. There was a point in time. They didn't make a field goal for eight minutes. It was really close to 10 minutes in the second half that they hadn't made a a field goal. Like they were relying on being put on the line. And even then they weren't shooting great from the line. Like this was just a game that never had to be as close as it was for the Sun Devils. And it's frustrating because you need to be able to handle business against teams like Oregon State. 
especially when you get ready to look ahead to what's next, which we'll touch on later in this episode. There were opportunities to put this game away, like I said. Arizona State, their biggest lead was double figures, but it really was not that long that they held that kind of lead. This was constantly back and forth. And no matter how bad Oregon State was shooting the ball and how bad their sequences were, and quite frankly, if we're calling a spade a spade, how much the officiating was helping Arizona State. I I am not a fan of Pac-12 refs. I personally don't appreciate a game that's seemingly called one way. I think that games need to be officiated in a way that makes sense. And call spade a spade, guys. Like, there was a lot of plays that Arizona State was not fouled on. There was a lot of plays, and there was a lot of penalties that were left out that Oregon State probably should have gotten. I don't want to be that guy, but I am going to be that guy. Like the, the PAC 12 officiating strikes again, they thought they were the main characters of the anime that we had to watch. Like it was, it was bad officiating and still Arizona state only won by six because Arizona state didn't take advantage of the really important opportunities for the team. Don't get me wrong. When they got their turnovers, they did a good job with that. They did do a really good job with turnover points, and they did a good job with second-chance opportunities. They did really good rebounding. They out-rebounded, goodness gracious, Oregon State. uh, What is that? Or did they tie? They tied, excuse me, 34 to 34. But they, they did a really good job attacking the ball off the glass. I was really happy to see that. They had out-rebounded them for most of the game. So Oregon State was able to figure that out towards the end, but take some solace in that. You, you definitely have to appreciate that the team was able to make the most of turnovers and whatnot, bad sequences by the Beavers. But when put on the line and when it mattered most, Arizona state could not hit their free throws. They went 12 of 19, 63%. Frankie Collins had a chance to make it a like full two possession game. It was a four point game at the time. He could have put him up by six. He didn't. He didn't. They did not make the most of that opportunity. Frankie Collins was a whopping. Did he even make a free throw tonight? I need to double check. He had only gone on the line twice. I thought he went four times. Devin Cambridge went four times. Only made one of them. These are, these are two of your most integral guys to the, to the team. You can't have them not showing up when it matters. Frankie Collins at two points all night was one of four shooting 0-2 on the line. Frankie Collins is one of your most important players. Yes, he's very important as a distributor, and he's very important as just everything else that he does, especially defensively. You still need him to score points. You can't be in that kind of situation where your stars of this team aren't contributing enough. Arizona State just did not get the most out of the team as a whole. And I don't want to be completely negative for the entirety of this podcast. So I do want to flip the script and talk a little bit more about the good things that they did. Before we get that far though, I do want to talk to you guys about FanDuel. We're at the midway point in the NBA season. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
You can bet on everything from money line to point scores, threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications. Also, do me a favor. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Let's talk about some of the highlights here. Because there was there was a lot of awesome plays for Arizona State. Jemiah Neal hit a beautiful three. That felt like it was very overlooked because not that not that much later there was an awesome layup that the team uh, pulled off, and I, I can't remember who it was for the life of me. Warren Washington played terrific tonight. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, Warren Washington felt like the MVP of this game. He definitely was the most consistent player on the court for the Sun Devils. Warren Washington ended up dropping 15 points. He had nine rebounds, so nearly that double-double. Had a block, had four defensive rebounds, five offensive rebounds, so he was just attacking the glass very well. Seven of nine on the free throw line. He was the most consistent player for Arizona State. He got sent on the line more than anyone else by a sizable margin, but he made the most of it. So for Warren Washington, I look at the performance he had, and I am beyond thrilled. He, if you didn't have Warren Washington in this game playing the way that he played, he limited his fouls to just two as well. I mean, this is a guy who's fouled out several times during the year. Warren Washington played an outstanding basketball game, was brilliant in in just about every phase and facet of the game on the line with the nice little shots, the floaters, that's what they're called. Uh, defensively, it was very good attacking the glass. Like he, he did everything for you. That's exactly the kind of performance you need, not only from him, but from his teammates as well. Uh, I thought DJ Horn played a pretty good game as well. He shot 50%, didn't get put on the line at all. Didn't really do anything else like rebounds or assist wise or anything like that. He did have two assists for what it's worth. Uh, I do want to talk about the assist in just a second, but DJ Horn played a good game. Like I said, six of 12, uh, one of his six field goals was a three, so he ended the night with 13 points. He wasn't foul trouble, though. He had four fouls, nearly fouled out. But he was he was really important. He was dialing up some good passes as well. His performance. When we talk about the guys that you need to show up, I think you could argue it's either Horn or Des Cambridge are the most important players to show up on a consistent basis for the Sun Devils. When DJ Horn is putting up points, more often than not, the Sun Devils are winning basketball games. DJ Horn is a very polarizing player for the Sun Devils because he's either on or he is completely off. Like, it does not feel like there's any kind of in-between, any kind of leeway here for the Sun Devils. There is there is either a 15-point night for DJ or a two-point night, and sometimes worse and sometimes better. So having him and Warren Washington... Naturally, a big boon for the team. They they needed their efforts in that game. Desmond Cambridge, 13 points, but dude was shooting right about 30% from the field. 
three of nine from deep. Like you just got to get more production and he just shoots off balance. And it's so frustrating because it just really holds the team back. Jemiah Neal, I thought had a really good game. Seven points uh, was two of four from his field goals, one of two from deep. And then the two free throws that he shot ended the game and basically put the game away for Arizona state when Frankie Collins wasn't able to bottom line, looking at the performance here, it was pretty lackluster. You know what, before we, before we finish, I did mention the assist I wanted to talk about Arizona state did a really good job distributing the ball tonight. They had 17 assists as a team. Frankie Collins led the team with five. They did a really good job giving everybody an opportunity. Nobody was truly a ball hog in this game. It felt like there was a lot of guys who got a lot of chances to shoot the ball. You'll love to see that. I want to continue to see this. One of the things that I talked about on yesterday's podcast, or it might've even been the day before was they need to find a way to slow down the game and not just chuck up prayers. Well, they got halfway there because it felt like Arizona state was doing a better job of making the most of their opportunities. This came defensively, but it also came offensively. I thought the team was more disciplined, I suppose. But at the same time, they did shoot under 40%, and that's not by accident. So I feel like they're they're making progress towards getting to where they need to be. But they're still not there yet. But they're making progress. So I'm happy, personally. I think that they definitely took a step in the right direction last night. Hopefully they can continue to take steps in the right direction. But bottom line here, there was a lot left to be desired. This is this is very worrisome going into today's game against USC. I don't know. I don't know. One more time, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Locked on Sundals podcast. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. Also, check out Locked On College Basketball. There's never been a more important time than as March Madness is right around the corner. My good friends, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big-name players, coaches, insiders, and more on Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Like I said, next up is USC. USC, you played them twice this year. They beat you both times. This is... This is not a team that I feel comfortable playing whatsoever. And both times, I, I'm i not going to say they dominated you, but I'm also not going to say that they didn't play you really, really, really well. This is, this is a troubling look for the team. Struggling against Oregon State, losing both regular season games to USC, and having everything on the line here for this game. There is a lot riding on Arizona State right now heading into this game. Their hopes of the NCAA tournament will hinge on this game. A hundred percent. What they do in this game is going to decide how the rest of the season goes. There is no in-between here. You need to win this game. I promise you, if you lose to USC... Your season is over. You are not going to the tournament. Your best case scenario, if you lose, is you keep it close and you hope for a play-in opportunity. That is the best case scenario for Sun Devils basketball right now. In a a loss is what I mean. 
Obviously, the real best case is beating USC, but that is not going to be easy. USC is a very good basketball team. USC really did a lot better in the Conference of Champions than I think people realize. Like, we look at UCLA and Arizona for how great they played, and rightfully so. But it has kind of washed away how solid and quality USC was this year. They were they weren't a terrific team, but they were a good team. 22 and 9 now after, or you know what? They had a bye. They're 22 and 9 heading into today's game against Arizona State. This is a good team. This is not a team that Arizona State beat this year, obviously. This is also not a team that Arizona State was really able to show the ability to beat. Like, yes, the the last game of the season, regular season was 68-65 in favor of USC. I really don't feel like the scoreboard did justice for that game. Arizona State just constantly is fighting themselves. I just don't know how I feel about the Sun Devils heading into this game. I want to believe that with your season on the line, your postseason hopes on the line, that maybe you can find it within you to win this game. The problem is I would have felt better if you dominated Oregon State, and you didn't. You did not. You you showed up, but man, there was a lot of opportunities that were missed in this game, and that's worrisome. And I I hope that they figure it out tonight, but they got a quick turnaround. They got a real quick turnaround. They're playing less than 24 hours later, and they got to take on a better team. This is not ideal, guys. This is not the way we wanted it to get set up. Adversity, hopefully I'll make the best of them. But I won't lie. I'm I'm not feeling good about this. This is this is a season defining game, though. Will you will you squander what was catching lightning in a bottle this year? Because remember, they had that tirade of wins to start the year. And they had quality wins all year. And they had splash plays and they were fun to watch. Are you are you ready to let the season end tomorrow? Today? Excuse me? Or are you going to show up, shock the world, and prove to everyone that you belong in the tournament, in March Madness, and look like a fun team? This was a very... What's the way I want to put it? Not underwhelming, but basically underwhelming. Like this, this was not the performance that I was looking for, for the Sun Devils. And I really hope that they figure it out because they're going to get their, you know what, rocked if they can't, if they can't iron out these mistakes that they made. And like I said, with less than 24 hours to do so, I just don't know that that's in the cards. Maybe I'm pessimistic. I know I am, but we'll see. I'll still be rooting hard for Arizona State. I hope you will be turning into Arizona State. And I hope that you, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get updated when we post new content. Stay in touch with the content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Levels. That's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully I've got some more good news for you guys tomorrow if we beat USC. If not, we'll be recapping the season and breaking it down throughout the weekend. Until next time, though. You keep it locked right here. Unlock.